This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 33 of Steve AG. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, got a great show coming up right now uh, is my friend Alia Shawkat, who you may know from Arrested Development or uh, films such as Cedar Rapids. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Alia was in top form. I was in form. And uh, I think it went well. Have a listen. Thanks. I used to do this on my own. Like I would record a podcast in my in yeah, my in your spot, bedroom, right? yeah, at my old house, and the, they would be like five minutes long. I was like, I'm just going to do an anti podcast. Is it would, five minutes anti podcast? Well, most podcasts are like an hour at least. Oh right. And and I wouldn't have guests. It would just be me, like just just talking, fucking making nonsense. Just <laughs> duh, 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 duh. there was one podcast, one of the earlier ones, where I'm just. It's five minutes of going. <laughs> That's called madness, right? It's called fucking lazy, not preparing. <laughs> for five minutes, I'm like, oh, thanks for listening. And then I would upload them to my, you know, .Mac account. And then I got tired of like, I ran out of like space. like to On your computer? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I kind of just stopped doing it. And then... Uh, Dustin one day was like, hey, I have, you know, a podcast network. We'll, we can host it for you. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll start You're getting... You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> boo, Like, I can't go... <laughs> for, uh, you know, an hour. So I started getting guests. I started getting guests on the old one. Ellen did some, and we yeah. would have Degrassi. I talking about it, then. We'd have Degrassi people come in. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I remember those Degrassi days when you guys... I came over for a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, just get stoned and watch that. Yeah, and then we had one, uh, the girl who played Manny on my... Oh, shit. Yeah, and then... Uh, her... oh, like the slut yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the show. The on alleged the show. slut. <laughs> and she came on, and then uh, she's got a stalker, a crazy stalker that uh, now is obsessed with me. Really? Ha- hates my guts, and yeah. What are you going to do about It's it? a whole issue. It's been like almost three years of me dealing with this guy. Does he email you? No, he creates uh, – I, I think I talked about this on the last podcast, but he just sits in – he's autistic, and he sits in an Apple mm-hmm. store all day using their computers to make accounts 
Like he's made probably a couple thousand accounts to harass people with. Jesus. So I block him, and then immediately he just writes me from another account. It's hmm. it was pretty harmless shit. Like he's kind of he's very unstable, and it was just like a lot of he would just retweet everything I wrote, which I was like whatever. And then he would just start writing weird shit at me, and I would just start blocking him. And then like you know the past six months I've been getting shit like die you'll be sorry oh no I'm gonna kill you shit like that classic classic stalker classic Degrassi (laughs) stalker um so yeah that's rough that's the history of my podcast um good to know you well, get, think I'm gonna leave? All right, bye. Thanks for coming. Oh, this is like a classic, <laughs> click, 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 a classic <laughs> five minute AG podcast, and we can do that too. By the way, if you uh, fucking want to go deal with your parking, did you get a ticket? I did this time. You got you said you got oh, pulled today. over. Yeah, it was right outside my neighborhood, like right on that that first stop sign down my street. Yeah, and they're doing like annoying construction there. Oh yeah, I saw that. And someone yelled before I stopped. It was just like, hey. And it, like, threw me off, so I just kind of stopped but then kept going. Obviously, I usually don't stop there anyways. But a fucking police, like, a motorcycle guy zoomed in. And I was so annoyed. I was already late. Like, I had to go somewhere, and I was just like, ah. And he was, not as a racial way, but he was, like, Asian, but with, like, a Minnesota accent. Like, it was the weirdest combo of person ever. Uh. He was, like, full-on Asian looking and super excited, though. So he was like, oh, yeah, okay, I just want you, do you know why I pulled you over? Wait, he was excited that he got to pull someone over yeah. or that he recognized you? No, excited that he got to pull someone over. He was just like smiling and talking a lot. And I was like, could you just give me a warning? And he's like, no, you know, you got a really nice car. Thank God it didn't get hurt. And there's a lot of people around here. And just like all these reasons. What? And I was like, Were you just punked? That I, sounds like a character. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then he left. Thank God he didn't take too long. And then he came back, and I was like, I realized my moment had passed of like trying to like use my feminine energy Cry. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, none. I was like, I don't have the. I haven't had coffee yet. I don't even know what I to do. I haven't had coffee yet, <laughs> officer. I can't do. I can't lie to you, officer. I can't manipulate you yet. Um, but it didn't work out, so I just got like mean, and I was like on my cell phone. And then he came back, and he asked me to sign it, and I signed it. And he goes, "This doesn't match the <laughs> signature on your ID." And I was like, yeah, because I got that when I was 16 years old. Mm. It had like a star in my A, you know? No. And he made me, yeah, it was like star Alia. Wait, but does your ID have a star in it? It No, but it's like a weird <laughs> squiggle. It looks kind of like it. But it's yeah. like a six, you know, you figure out your signature when you're 16. And he I'm made me redo it. it. Yeah, you change it every day. Like my, all my signatures are different. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I think if, uh, if a, a handwriting Analysts like were to look at my signatures, they think I was a serial killer because <laughs> I look. I've got I've got all my old um, uh, driver's licenses, and like every signature is different. Really, I've got like four of them. Like the one when I was sixteen, you know, twenty one, and they all have different signatures. Nothing and, similar about them. No, and I was somewhere. Where was I? It was like just two weeks ago, and I signed. Oh, I signed a check. And uh, and uh, I signed it over to cash it, and uh, the person at the bank was looking at it, and he's like, and he was looking at my ID, and he's like, "Well, I got to call the bank and authorize this because your signatures are different." <laughs> yeah, that's it's such bullshit, though. I'm like, look at my fucking face. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, people can yeah. make fake IDs, you know. I was like, give me my fucking ticket. And then he was like, do you want to hear all your options? And I was like, no, I'm leaving. So what did you get a ticket for? Not stopping. 
at a stop sign. Is that a big fine? I don't know. I haven't even looked at it yet. I'm like the biggest procrastinator in the world. I'll oh, just like never take care of that because right now I'm dealing. I am currently on a suspended driver's license because really because you didn't pay for a ticket. I got pulled over about a year ago, and uh, I was driving to a fucking audition on the west side in. The which is kind. the worst. And I was driving down uh, Olympic Boulevard over near Century City where it's like 10 lanes. It's just huge. And it's a fucking straight. Like once you pass, you know, like like Sony, it's down to the 405. It's just straight. And it's like eight lanes of yeah, just it's the huge. Weirdest. I've gotten lost there so many times. And so I'm going like 50 miles an hour because it's like a freeway. And uh, a cop pulls me over. and He's like, oh, it's a 35 mile an hour speed limit. I'm like, like this oh, is shit. like. The freeway, man. I'm like, nobody <laughs> was driving 35. And so he gave me uh, a ticket, and uh, I tried to make a Vine with him, a Vine video. <laughs> Did he get upset? Yeah, he was mad. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a Vine. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting out of a ticket now. And then uh, so he gave me the ticket, and uh, he's like, oh, so you have like six weeks to uh, – you can do online traffic school. And yeah, I was which like, sounds like the worst. And I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. And then I just put the ticket in the glove box. Yeah, gone. Six weeks, did not think about it once. Mm-hmm. Like, not once. And then uh, and then I got, a, you know, like a couple months later, I got a thing in the mail saying, you know, uh, you failed to do um, traffic school or, you know, online traffic school. You have to show up at court now. And I was like, Ugh. oh, all right. And then I got like an extension. I'm so fucking lazy. And then. Yeah, me too. I would never do it. I'd rather just like keep getting notices. Yeah. And then the day that I was supposed to go to court, which was like a, you know, I got extended a, a, a while. Uh, it was just like five or six months ago. I uh, I woke up and I was sick as a dog. I think I had food poisoning. Oh, no. The day I was supposed to go to court and I was like. Well, I guess I'm not going to court. I mean, it, was, it was that like sickness creepy. where you're like, I don't even care. I'll just yeah, deal with this matters. later. Yeah. I'll deal with this later. I don't care. But can you you can throw money at it, but like only so many times, right? I guess. Like I don't even know how much this is, but I'm like I don't even have enough money to just like be tossing it at. But I'd rather give my last penny than go deal with that. Yeah. Person. So I now then I got a failure to appear in court. And so is there a warrant? Probably, probably. <laughs> that shit happens. Well, it's like, yeah, I owe like a thousand dollars now to to get this Ugh. thing cleared up, and like, anytime I get money, I just pay my rent, and I'm like, well, yeah. maybe the next paycheck I'll do it. And so, <laughs> so I'm driving around like, if a cop stops me, I am so terrified that. Would you go to jail? I don't know. Let's hope no you, cops are listening. Dustin, to do you know how that works? Uh, yeah, you get a bench warrant. Then... Do, could I go to jail if I get stopped by a car, yeah, you don't cop? You, Jesus. Can people hear what you're saying? Uh, no. Oh. So <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> Dustin had a bench warrant, and this happened to him, and you have to pay money. But Dustin I don't have to— said he went to jail for two weeks for it. But I don't have to sit in a cell with, like, hardened criminals, do I? Yeah, it would have been like the L.A. County jail. Yeah, they don't get a nice place for you. Okay, I got it. Got to get on that. <laughs> That's shit. what is in my head too. Is like, oh yeah, I would probably go to a horrible jail and yeah. um, guys on tank tops with, ta- with teardrops tattooed on their fucking face. But you're a 
tall big guy. They, they wouldn't fight with you. I think that that would make them want to fight me even more. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to take the, fight the biggest guy. Take him down. <laughs> well, let's get on our shit. 2014, huh? Uh, I, I got... It's yeah. been a bad beginning of the year. It hasn't been great. I mean, it's... Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're how many days in? Seven days in, yeah. and it uh, hasn't been great. Yeah. Some years feel like, oh, yeah, this, these are all great signs pointing in some way. And this yeah, one I was not. the whole first week I was sick. I didn't do anything oh, right. for New Year's because I was sick. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just now getting better. And I think I just blew an audition for Parks and Recreation. And um, I bet you'll get it. I don't know. There were guys, because it was the part of, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement. So uh, <laughs> it's like a salesman. It's kind of like a sleazy salesman. And he's throughout mm-hmm. the whole episode. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. this will be, I, I would read it. And I was like, oh, I get this character. This will be easy for me. And then I'm in the waiting room. And like all the actors that would come in, I'd be like, oh, that guy's perfect. And like the, yeah. the father from... Uh, uh, that '70s show, oh, not yeah. not not the main father, but the other guy, like uh, not Kurt. No, no. not Kurtwood. Uh, the uh, the Italian guy, who was uh, what's her name's oh, father. Oh, fuck. You're a big fan of that '70s show, huh? I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, but anyway, he he looks like a salesman, and I was like, right. oh fuck, this guy's gonna get it. And he was in there for like a long time. Oh, that's I, the worst. And they come out, everyone's laughing. They're like, thank yes. you so you much, You can hear Billy. them. In, you know, the, the casting director comes out and, they, and she oh. sees him. She's like, hey. And yeah. he's like, hey, how's it going? And they walk in laughing. And it, he's yeah. in there for like 15 minutes. And uh, and you hear them laughing. And then they walk out. Yeah, like you said. And they're all laughing. She's like, all right, take care. Yeah, like, thank you And then so she much. looks at the sign-in. Steve? <laughs> And you're like, I don't want to be sick. <laughs> and I walk in all quietly. And then it's like, uh, okay, so your name? All right, let's begin. Oh, and it's like- Auditions are the worst thing ever. 45 seconds, I was done. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, thanks. There's no fucking way I'm getting it. Sometimes, yeah. I have auditions where I'm like in a really bad mood and I just like am not feeling it at all. And then those are the ones I'll get. Yeah. You know, even though I haven't gotten anything in a while, but- when was the last time you had to audition for something? Last time I had to audition was for that show with Allison I was telling you about, like this comedy show. And it was oh, just yeah. like, I didn't think it was, I, I'm like really bitter with scripts anyways, lately. And so, and like most of the jobs I've done for the last couple of years have been like with friends or like previous yeah. gigs. You know? Yeah, that's a lot of my work is yeah. like a friend's like, oh, we should, let's get Steve on this. Exactly. And so then you show up and there's already this like confidence in there because you know you're right for it or whatever. But I went in and I just – so I think my bitter attitude was kind of rubbing off. But so I changed a lot of the lines like I was telling you and did not go over so Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You said the writer was yeah, in – the writers like, mm-hmm. hate when you fucking change lines. I know. And most of the lines too for like – not to be a feminist, but I am. But like for women characters are so shitty. Yeah. Like they're not even funny. They're just there to like set up the guy's jokes so they could yeah. like splash it back in my face. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. So then I, it's almost like I'm trying to destroy it subconsciously. Yeah. But then you always feel shitty after an audition. I'm all like amped up on caffeine and cigarettes and then I get out and I'm just like, I'm like going to throw up for like no reason. What do I do? I got to talk to somebody. (laughs) I always, the second I leave an audition and I don't know why, I just instinctively, 
uh, call or email or text my manager. Yeah. Okay, I just went, and and it's either, (laughs) I think that went great. Or like, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I definitely fucked that up, or hey, that went great. And they always say the same thing, like, uh, all right, we'll follow up. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll get back Are you to really going to follow up? I honestly don't imagine my <laughs> yeah, managers. If it went well, they're going to call, you know what I mean? But it I makes think, you feel better, like you're being heard. I think they say that just to shut you up. Maybe. All right, we'll follow up with them. I think they say a lot of things just to shut you up. Yours in particular, not mine. <laughs> no, I agree. I have a history of like, hey, uh, I think that audition went really great. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll follow up and and let you know what they say. I've never once gotten, you know, here's what they said. Never really? once, like... I get a couple here's what they said, but sometimes you wish you never asked. I No, actually, it happened once. I auditioned for uh, The Office, and uh, I went in to Allison Jones, and it was such a good audition, and I, like, like went and got coffee, and then, like, 15 minutes later, I, I called my agent, and I was like... That went great. There's yeah. no way I didn't get that. And my agent goes, oh, yeah, they just called. Uh, they gave it to the writer. The they guy who the wrote it, they they cast. The guy who wrote it, who Jesus. happened to be Greg Daniels, mm. also the showrunner. But the, I watched the episode, and it was cut out anyway. Oh, okay, good. That makes you feel a little better. Yeah, it would have been nice to get paid to at least shoot yeah. it. <laughs> I, did, um, I auditioned for Scott Pilgrim for The Drummer. Oh, yeah. Like years Allison ago. Allison Pills. Allison Pills, yeah, and she did a great job. But um, I wanted it so bad, and I knew that there, like, there has been such a theme of, like, oh, you and Michael in the same movie. We don't know. Like, for oh. so many years. Oh, yeah. And, like, it happens all the time, and I was like. I, didn't even, I wouldn't even have put that yeah, together. I'm like, I don't think people would care, but so many uh, people who cast these movies do. They think it would be, like, confusing or whatever, and especially because there's, like, a kind of a love-torn thing where she has a crush on him and he doesn't. Yeah. But I did the audition, and I felt so good about it. And then, you know, didn't get it. And May Whitman, who's like one of my best friends, um, was like at his house because she was playing another part. And she saw my face like on a like uh, the tape or something or like notes about me during the audition. And I was like, you got to find out what it says. And I guess it said like, like super funny, like the best, but the arrested thing. Might not work. And I wrote and then like Wait, where did May see this? At like his house. At Michael's house? No, 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 or at Edgar's, Edgar's house. Oh, yeah. okay. No, Michael's a weirdo. He wouldn't like do anything about like to help it out, which makes sense. It's like it's a work thing. Yeah. But it was like it in a weird way it made me feel so much better and then also like shitty at the same time. But it's like you never get to find that stuff out ever. But that normally. doesn't make I mean, it does make sense to me, but it also doesn't in that like most of the big comedy movies. It's always the, the same. same. It's always Seth Rogen and James Franco. Exactly. It's no like, one gives a shit. Nobody's saying, you know, Judd Apatow's not saying, oh, they just did a movie no. together. We can't. I think there's something because it has like a cult feel to it or something that like they're like these classic two characters. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like build up the show more than it is, but it's just like, I don't, I guess people have a hard time separating. I was actually shocked you weren't in that movie. Yeah. Well, because I it was hang every, out with all of them. It was every young yeah. person that I've ever seen at your house. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was rough. It's everyone I've ever seen at uh in my world. At well, game night. I hung out with them all during Comic-Con and like I was like it was like everybody and then me, you know. And I was just like I'm just having fun. And it's like I'm I love it. <laughs> I'm too cool to be. You were at Comic-Con when I was at Comic-Con. Yeah, that was the year exactly with Ellen and Was it the um, same year? That was that year. Yeah. Oh. That was a fun year. Super year. Super we year. We were there yeah. for super. Mhm. That was really fun. I wanted this last year. Um, I did too. Yeah. Well, yeah, we tried to find each other. 
We did? And we didn't work out. Um, it oh, yeah. It was really yeah. lame this year. I had a, not as much fun. I had a really good time. Sense. I had a... Um, I was trying to go. I really had no reason to go. Like, I w- had no- nothing that I had done. Yeah, but you know so many people there. And- yeah, and so I was like, oh, I, I want to go. And and so I just kind of, oh, no. And then they asked me to do the children's hospital panel. And, but oh, the, fun. But they were like, oh, you got to put yourself up and get yourself down here. And uh, so You're I like, kind of okay. tweeted. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this Twitter to see if I can do something. And sure enough, like. I was like, oh, if anyone needs me, I'll be sleeping in my car at Comic-Con this year. And like within half an hour, some guy was like, uh, this guy Emery, he was like, oh, he's like, I know some guys who are down there and they have an extra hotel room. No way. And uh, he put me in contact with them and they're like, they're like, oh, we're big fans of the Sarah Silverman show. Um, the The extra room we have is like something like, it was like crazy, like a, a six or eight hundred dollars a night. It was the one right next to the convention center. I was like, like this is I don't make that much money. I haven't worked in a few months, man. And I was like, I, they're like, well, we can give it to you for half that. Or if you introduce us to this porn star who's going to be there that you're friends with. What? You're and friends I, with a porn star? I know a bunch of porn stars. You do? I did. Uh, I know him through James Gunn. He did a, a series called PG Porn, like mm. a bunch of porn parodies. So he knows all these porn stars, and I met them through them. And um, So you just had to introduce one porn star. They're like, you just want to get a photo with her or shake her hand or something. And you get it for free. You get the room for free. And uh, I, was, I immediately texted her. I'm like, you got to fucking do me a solid. <laughs> I Please. And she's like, yeah, of course. Not a problem. And so they're like, all right. So I was down there for like three nights, and was it a nice spot? Yeah, it was right by the the, the convention center. But it was like I, it was crazy trying to get a hold of her. I like every right. time I text her, she's like, "Oh, I'm just leaving to go here," or the, and it got down to like the last day. And, I and was they like, were like, "You better bring her." To they weren't saying that. They were being cool, <laughs> and they probably would have hooked me up anyway. But it was like, I was like, "Yeah, you promise." I was like, "You gotta fucking meet these guys right now." And were I'm they re- cool dudes or were they sketchy? Yeah, they were. No, they were yeah. totally, total nerdy, you know, comic book guys, and yeah. uh, made it happen. Good job, you made some nerds. It was a Comic Con miracle. <laughs> Comic Con miracle. Um, did you audition for Cedar Rapids? Um, I did, but um, Miguel, I had known Miguel before through Drew, and like hung out with him a lot. Yeah, and he was doing this movie, and he called me and was like, "I really want you for this part." Blah blah blah. You're perfect for it and stuff. So I had already like had the in, but then I had to go on tape for like the execs or whatever. Right. And then I dyed my hair blonde and they like weren't into it, but I just did it anyways. And then they were afterwards were like, oh yeah, it looks good. You did it for the audition? Um, I did it after I got the gig because I'd always wanted her to be blonde. And so then they, and they like, I had to, I paid for it. I was like, I really wanted her to be blonde, but they were like really weirded out by that. But I mean, it's such a little thing, but I think it made a, a difference. Like, it's I such feel a like, fucking good movie. Yeah, I love that movie. It I know, is no one such really saw a it. fucking good movie. Yeah. And the way, you know, the end, the way they wrote that, that was like John C. Riley and Miguel and Ed Helms. Oh, really? Like, pulled together the last couple scenes, yeah. They just, like, really? did it themselves, yeah. It's so fucking... It's one of the best... And I love John C. Riley, and it's one of yeah. the best things he's ever done. I know. I call people, you know, Dean, Jenny's husband. Yeah. I always call him Dean Z. 
He's the only <laughs> dean I know, but I love that. <laughs> the Deansy needs a yeah. drinksy. Anyone <laughs> listening to this who hasn't seen Cedar Rapids should rent it. It's the funniest fucking thing John C. Riley's. Yeah, he's so good. He's such a dick bag. Yeah, but, but in so the best lovable. Way. Yeah, he comes. He's like one of the best improvisers of all time. Like he yeah. came up with most of that stuff, you know. And he was just always so like. He's someone like Oliver Platt who you just like look at and they just like love it so much, you yeah. know, like it just like pours out of him. But yeah, he like, I mean, even though it's like written that way, he came up with all the fun like weird taglines and shit. Ugh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. He, uh, he's also apparently signed with Jack White's record label. Oh, really? To play music? Well, he's got like an album oh, with him. When we were shooting, he played... Um, a couple ballads like on a guitar for us and they were beautiful he has that really like deep sad like southern voice kind yeah. of thing where he like... plays at Largo a bunch oh shit I've never I've only saw him that once at a house but like not really play that's pretty cool was that the first time you'd ever yeah really met, met him yeah was there oh did I yeah I think so yeah cause like um, Ed Helms plays the banjo really well and is like obsessed with it yes and so he we like were all at a house and he started playing and then John played like amazingly too. Did you guys did you shoot it in Cedar Rapids? No, we shot it in Michigan. Ugh. Um yeah. <laughs> I love it there though. We were in Ann Arbor. Oh. But <laughs> you don't like it? I don't know, man. It's It uh... seems weird, but it's like a college town and it's and Detroit weirdly enough is like one of my favorite cities ever. I shot Whip It there and was yeah. there for like two and a half months and Ugh. it was some of the best time of my really? life yeah i mean i was like 19 and like wasn't shooting every day like ellen was working all the time and those are the like best exhausted. is when you're kind of like the second banana yeah. and you have a Sorry, lot of my time life. off yeah it was so great and i got to like make all these connections and so like harmar superstar sean was there and like i had met him when i was like in high school once but never really hung out too much yeah. and he came um because he was friends with drew and I remember we had a steak dinner and, like, just started, like, riffing and having fun. And then he was like, oh, I'll introduce you to all my friends. And it was, like, Meg White and, like, all her yeah. crew. In and in Detroit? In Detroit. Oh, she shit. has this, like, insane house that's been there since, like, the Civil War or some shit. And her and her best friend Tina are, like, the coolest people and just met, like, Ben and Melissa, this other couple. And they just showed us around all the coolest spots of Detroit. And it was like <laughs> we owned the town. Like, no one was there. Literally, no one is in no one's Detroit. There. I, you had a way different time than when I. I went to Detroit when I was writing for Jimmy Kimmel's show, and we went to do a week of shows there for the Super Bowl. Oh this yeah, was like five. Because that was, place is shut down now. The I yeah, mean, yeah, we were there. It was stadium. like six years ago, and uh, in like February, it was so fucking cold. Oh, that's rough. And we weren't even in Detroit proper. We were like. Deerwood or I forget what Dearborn, it's called. Dearborn. Yeah. Like half an hour outside of you know, staying in this fucking shit hotel and they would bus us in every morning and out every night. We didn't even get to watch the Super Bowl because we were working. But well, that sucked. It was creepy, man. That city, you it drive through creepy, downtown right? and there's like Huge buildings with just all the windows smashed out and, like, trees yeah. growing out of them. It's like Batman, like, or, you know, the fucking, what's the city called in Batman? Gotham. Gotham. That's what it feels like. Like, especially the downtown area. We were at the GM Center for a while, which is this, like, monstrosity. Yeah. And you just, like, walk around. There's, like, 12 floors. And you're just like, hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. And it's, like, all empty. But there's, like, the cool part about that is, like, there's, like, weird jazz bars that are, like, only opened whenever the mafia boss wants to open it and you go in and it's like all these older black guys and it's you and your four friends and you like own the place you know what i mean it's like 
you kind of take over. It's like this weird community. Did you ever go to the abandoned train station? No, we were that working. That is the whole so time. cool. Yeah, that place. If you go, like, there's this place called Slow's Barbecue, which is like the best, and this guy Philip owns it, who's rad. And he took us up with like ten people, and you climb this amazing uh, abandoned train station that's like been there forever, and has been abandoned for like twenty five years, and it's like the same guy who built like Grand Central Station or something. Really? And it's like you go inside and it's like all these broken glass and like graffiti everywhere, but it's like 15 stories and you climb to the top yeah. and you can see the view of the whole city and it's like trespassing. <laughs> but like the first time I did it with him and like a bunch of other guys and stuff and we had like champagne and it was like so fun and magical. And then when I went, when I was shooting Cedar Rapids, like a couple of years later, I met this boy, um, like a bus boy at, at Slows that I was like, I want to sleep with that guy tonight. So I like, <laughs> <laughs> so I started like hanging out with him and he was like, let's go to the abandoned train station. I was like, yeah, I love it there. It's so fun. And so we go in and we got way too stoned. Like uh-huh. it was the first time I ever felt kind of peer pressured. I was like, I think I'm good. He was like, come on, have some more. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I got to get out of here. So creepy. he smoked too much. And then we start climbing the stairs and I start having like my heart's freaking out. And I'm like, I need to sit down. I was like, I'm having a panic attack. I need to go. <laughs> was this at night? At night, yeah. Ugh. And also, if you get caught, you go to jail, you know what I mean, for trespassing. And sure. I'm, like, working on Miguel's movie. I was like, I can't get fucking caught right now. So he doesn't know how to get out. And the kid grew up here, and he's like, oh, I think the exit's this way. I was like, you need you to think? get the fuck out of here. I was like, get me out of here. And he was like, well, where is it? And we're, like, in this scary-ass train station, and we finally get out, and I just, like, run. And I, like, call my friend. I was like, come pick me up right now. Have they shot anything in that train station? Yeah, like a lot of Transformer movies and stuff. And they shoot a lot of, like, apocalyptic stuff there. It's really cool. My Detroit fucking story was terrible. Yeah. I remember one night they would, you know, when people would finish working, there'd just be buses waiting to take us back to Dearborn. And uh, I finished, like, late one night. And... uh, there were only like three of us going back, and so we got on the, just a big bus, like a big but a nice, not like a city bus, but they were like tour buses. Like it was right. really nice. And uh, it's me and these two girls, uh, like two, you know, producers, and uh, the driver, and we're driving back. And uh, every morning and every night, you know, on the drive, we would pass Eight Mile Road. Oh yeah. And so we're driving back, and these girls, I think, had been drinking, and they're like. Hey, let's let's drive down Eight Mile Road. Oh and, God! And the driver's like, "Nope." The driver's <laughs> like, "We're not doing that." Yeah. Sorry, my my phone's beeping. The driver's like, "Nope, we're not going down Eight Mile." And like he lived in Detroit, and they're like, "Come on, we we just want to be a able." Movie. Yeah, they're oh like, "We just want to say that we did." He's like, "All right, but just a few blocks." And they're like, "All right." And then like our hotel room was in the middle of nowhere, so they're like, "Let's stop at a liquor store. We got, we got to get booze for, oh, for the hotel." He's like, "Nope." He's like, "You don't want to stop at a liquor store in this part of town." And they're like, "Come on, please, come on, stop, stop." And he's like, "What's wrong with them? Are they?" Crazy? I don't know. He's like, "All right, fine." And we pull up outside this liquor store on Eight Mile Road. That was the fucking most terrifying thing I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's like one of the most dangerous neighborhoods like in the world. Yeah, and there's dudes in the parking lot and there's dudes inside that look like I don't want to racially profile but I was murderous uh, yeah I was like <laughs> those guys might sell crack yeah. and uh, the driver kept saying I think this is a bad idea oh, no. he's like they steal cars they steal anything here like if you give them enough of an opportunity and I was like let's just go 
And the girl's like, no, we got to get. And so these two fucking little white girls. And I'm like, I was like, Uh, I can't can't let them go in there by themselves. So I have to go in with them. I'm like, fuck, why am I on this (laughs) bus with you fucking idiots? And so I'm like, and the bus driver's like, sorry, man, I got to stay on this bus so it doesn't get stolen. I'm like, fuck. And we go in and they're just fucking mad dogging us and I'm like just just buy your fucking beer and let's get the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah they could probably smell it off you from like eight miles away and as we were walking back to the bus they were talking shit like hey crack of motherfuckers and like where y'all going man and like hey let us come on your bus and I was like get on the fucking bus let's get the fuck out of here they must feed off that stuff though because like they're just like people but like the fact that they can smell fear. Like, imagine people walking in. They just, like, you know, you're just, like, fear. Like, oh, my God, you're of a different type than us. They smell fear. They do. They, they did. It do. was written all over. Those girls yeah. were not afraid at all. It was all over my face. Yeah. <laughs> I think my hands were shaking, and I was like. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm going to get I, I'm gonna get in a fight. But in L.A., it's like we never go to, like, bad neighborhoods, you know? It's like I feel like I'm always in neighborhoods where I see, like, the same people all the time. Like, we're never out of our comfort zone ever. Yeah. I'm going to go to Gelson's and yeah. or the Oaks and get some booze. It's 80% of my life. Yeah, that was – fuck Detroit, man. <laughs> Wait. It's fun, though. I like it. You didn't shoot all of Cedar Rapids in Detroit. Did you shoot yeah. in Texas, too? No, no. I, I mean, not Cedar Rapids, but uh, Whip, it? Whip It. I shot all my stuff in Detroit, and then Ellen and Landon went to Austin for a little bit. Um, just to do like exteriors because it was supposed to be Austin and then it ended up yeah. in Detroit. But all Why my wouldn't stuff they have just shot? Is it? I think it was so much cheaper. Tax incentives. Yeah, I'm really glad. I mean, Austin's an awesome city, but I made friends to like last a lifetime out there, man. It was like I had the best time ever. But I just remember sweet little Ellen always being so tired, like, and I was like, I just had the craziest night, three nights in a row. <laughs> And she's like, fuck you, I got, man. I got I got to sleep. I shot all night. I'm so t- – I love doing – I love being like the second or yeah. third guy. When we, we did don't Sarah's, get any of the responsibility to. When we did Sarah's show, it was the best schedule, like three seasons of the best. It was like yeah. she worked almost every fucking day and then Brian and I would – work maybe two days a week. Yeah. That's what Arrested was like, too. It and was, like, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, an ensemble is the best. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, I, I don't really I crave just... the... Every day. I mean, it's, if you're doing, like, an independent movie, then it's like, okay, it's only going to last for like a couple weeks, you know? But I did one movie, which I'm the least proud of anything I've ever done, but um, this Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> Recently? Uh, no. God. Who do you think I am? Uh, it's called Not Like Everybody Else. <laughs> It's the title. <laughs> I'm not like everybody I write else. Because I want to see it's it. It's so bad. It's like a, a girl with Wicca, you know, who's like obsessed with, into Wicca. And like, is that magic? Like a witch. Yeah, but not really. Is it like not, the craft? No, I wish it was that cool. There's nothing fantastical about it at all. Fantastical. It's just like the Brandy Black Bear story. And like I have like dark hair and eye makeup. And Brandy Black Bear? Is it an name. Indian? Like yeah, an, I'm half Native. Indian. My dad's like Native American. And my mom was Ileana Douglas, which was kind of cool. <sighs> She's I love rad. her. Yeah, she's super cool. But it was just like melodramatic, and that was like, I worked every day on that. Wait, how old were you? I was like, what, 17? 17. What yeah. was your first acting gig? Three was it Kings. Three Kings? Yeah, that was my first like real gig. I did like a Gap and a Barbie commercial before that, but that was my real first gig. Um, Where did they shoot that? Did they shoot that overseas? Three Kings? Yeah. No, no. Um, Casa Grande, Arizona. Really? And, like El Centro. 
Yeah. El Centro. <laughs> yeah. Um, he looks like Baghdad. And you play the little girl who's... Broken arms. Yeah. And doesn't your mom get shot in front of you? Yeah, that was my big scene. My audition was like... I went in for a casting director first, and she's like, all right, because there's not really, I don't really have too much dialogue in it. She's just like, I'll say stuff at you, and then you just, like, react to it. And I'm like, okay. Like, nine and, like, pure. <laughs> and she's like, I killed your mother. I killed your father or whatever. And I, like, just, like, clicked into a zone that I don't even remember. I'm just, like, freaking out and crying and being like, I'll kill you. And, like, going crazy. Whoa. And then I came out, like, kind of shaking, and she came to meet my dad and was like, your daughter's at me. Like, David's coming in tomorrow to meet her or whatever. So then I auditioned for David O. Russell and did the same thing. And I remember just one time, one improvising thing I said was like, I'll have your blood on my hands. At nine. <laughs> At nine. At nine and you improvise. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then, yeah, then it was like three months of shooting. What? Yeah. And he was super rad to me. I mean, I was like a little kid. But he was, and gave my dad a part too. My dad. He did? Mm -hmm. Who's your dad? My dad's like the Slim Jim guy. There's like a part where a guy's like opening the Slim Jim. It's like product placement. And he's like about to bite into it. And then was it sees... product placement? Yeah, Slim Jim was all over the place. Uh, I don't remember that yeah. at all. I love that movie though. That movie's yeah, really good. It's a really good movie. That's another. But most of my movies I fucking do is like they're really good, but nobody sees them. Did you want to act, or were your parents yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, maybe you should try this"? No, I asked. I guess when I was six, because I modeled a little bit. Um, that was like all that was really there in the desert. And my mom's dad was like a famous actor in like the fifties and sixties. Really? Yeah. Paul Burke. He was in like Valley of the Dolls and no. Twelve O'clock High. Yeah, you didn't know that. Really? No, I didn't know this. Naked City is this really great show you did. That was like the first cop show, really. Yeah. Like shooting on the shooting on the streets of New York. And like, yeah, he was an amazing actor. Thomas Crown Affair. He's like the third lead in that. No shit. Yeah. I want to see He's this really shit rad. now. Totally. He, Paul Burke. Um but because of that, my mom kinda had like a weird childhood, like LA fame and like kinda hated it. Yeah. So when I said I wanted to be an actor, she was like, No. And then three years later, not much later, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I really, I don't want to model. I really want to act. And she was like, okay. So she sent out headshots to LA yeah. and like didn't hear anything and called and was like, hey, I just want to make sure you're getting the headshots. And they're like, yeah. But she literally just sent the shit headshots to LA. Yeah. The city. <laughs> to Los Angeles. Like with a putting big sticker. A, a message in a bottle and throwing it in the ocean. <laughs> exactly. I hope this makes it to LA. Come on, acting career. <laughs> But um, but I guess they got like the casting places were like, yeah, she's a little too ethnic for anything that they wanted. And I was like, what? I have like freckles and like brown hair. Yeah. But, so then I just went and auditioned like a huge cattle call from like what I remember, just like thousands of kids. And you just like walk in a room and do like a commercial like I like milk. My mom says I can have it and did that. And then like got the agent out of like all these kids. And then, yeah, within the first week of auditioning it was like Barbie commercial than Three Kings. <laughs> Fuck. It was like that Commercials weekend. are the worst. Commercial, Commercial auditions are, are the fucking Yeah, they're just like, cow and you like line up with a bunch of other kids and like you have to tell a little cute story. I think I didn't have to do it that long. Like the Barbie commercial was cool because I got to like get a Barbie, you know, but it was just like, <laughs> it was super high energy. It's like, I have a ponytail that's like right on top of my head and like my head hurt so bad. The ponytail was so tight. I remember I had to like massage my head for hours afterwards. <laughs> And I was like, I'm like, it's a Barbie. It's a picnic in a porch. Anything's possible with Barbie. It's like, like my face is about to explode. Little kid actors are so creepy. They're super creepy. Yeah. Have you seen that Louis C.K. bit where he, he was on, I think he was on Conan, maybe it was Jay Leno, where he's talking about uh, little kid actors, like, like when he was casting for his daughters in, uh, in Louis, 
Yeah, those aren't his real daughters, right? No, but the, he was talking about how weird little kid actors have to be in that, like, he talked about there's a scene in uh, Schindler's List mm-hmm. where they're marching the Jews down the street, you know, to go to this, the concentration camp. Right. And there's a little girl, like, little German girl who says something like, Goodbye, Jews, or something like, <laughs> yes. or hello, Jews, or so long, Jews. And, like, really mean. And she's like, fucking yeah, like, six. Yeah. And uh, and Louis just talks about what was the fucking casting like? Right. Like, you know, you have the little girls who are like, Goodbye, Jews. <laughs> or they're like, like goodbye, Jews. My name is Amanda, and I'm in third grade. <laughs> okay, say the line. Goodbye, Jews. And then there's just one who turns it on and is like, goodbye, Jews. And they're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really disturbing. And also you think about the thing of, like, wanting to satisfy your parents, which every kid, no matter what you're doing, is trying to, like, impress their parents and have them proud. You like, do an audition, and the ones that go well when you're a kid is when they come out to meet your parents. And they're like, oh, my God, like, we need, we're need, we having a really? callback tomorrow. And, like, and you're just, like, little, like, looking up at their hands shaking. And you're like, I must have done a great job because they're talking to my parents. Can we get ice cream? Yeah, seriously. Hell, yeah, we can get ice cream. <laughs> we're going to be We're going to buy the whole fucking ice you're cream You're a trip. cash cow. <laughs> I'm looking at your... Uh... IMDb page. IMDb right now. How upsetting. What's the Interstate 5 Tennis Association? Are you a tennis player? I am. That was something that Jake Johnson <laughs> put up um, a couple years ago, or even longer now. Jesus. It was Jake, Michael, um, Jeff Baina. Um, who else played? There was like a Mike Angarano. Where where we played like the Riverside courts, but you wouldn't play like it wasn't like a oh, a competition. No, I mean we'd compete against each other. And but it, you weren't like getting paid. No, right? But you it wasn't like oh, some people from from Florida are coming and we're gonna no. play them in tennis. <laughs> no, I don't know no how tennis Florida. works. <laughs> I don't know how. No, tennis we would works. just like pair up against each other. But we used to play a lot, like three to five times a week, and we'd all get together and like play and play. And then so Jake put that up there that we're all part of this, like, society. So Jake put this on I'm pretty sure on he's IMDb. the one who did it, yeah. I love Jake. Yeah. You know he has, like, twin girls now or something. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's a what? full adult. He seems just like a fuck-up guy to me. I think he likes to come off that way, but he's the most stable person I think I've ever met in my life. He has, like, a great wife and, like— Really? Oh, yeah. I had no—I work with him every now and then on New Girl, and I— yeah. uh, I had no idea about this. Yeah, he's got like a real life going on. It's crazy. I know. Jake. Everyone's having kids. Um, I was playing tennis a lot last summer. Yeah? You want to play? Are you good? I'm okay. I was surprised at how much I didn't suck. I was like, I haven't played since I was like in high school. It's one of those things, though, that if you haven't played in a while, you're almost like better sometimes when you come back to it because like you're not thinking as much. Yeah, I was like... Oh, I just okay. Yeah. I can do. Really yeah, I would fun. just go volley with my friend up at. Uh, there's a tennis court in um, right by where we live, uh, Griffith Park, right up yeah. by the Greek. Those ones are beautiful. And they're great. Yeah, I used to free. go all the time. Yeah, I want to do it more. My friend Simone too. You know Simone? She plays a lot. I think so. Yeah. Let's play so sometime. Yeah. I need all exercise. Right. Scrolling down. <laughs> Of Kurdish heritage on That's her not father's. True. It's bullshit. 
You're not? No. My dad's a racky. <laughs> who does who does IMDb shit? I don't know, but I hate it. I fucking hate IMDb. I hate it so much. I, I spend too much time on that, though, I gotta say. If you were to look at my IMDb page, you'd be like, wow, man, he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, mine says like, I speak like five languages. I'm mine, like, mine's I don't like, do that. It's like says I've done like 80 things. And I'm like, that's impossible. And it's it lists now. I don't know when this started, but they start listing anything you've done for like the internet. Like, oh shit. And not even like fun, like funnier die shits on there, but even like shit that interviews and stuff. Or well, like I did, I videotape Rich Fulcher freestyle rapping. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty seconds of it's on. I think it's still on my YouTube page. 30 seconds of Rich just, and he's just doing gibberish. Like, I, I made a beat, and he's just like, Rikachu, Rikacha, Rikachikacha. 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I put it guy. online. It's on my IMDb page as I'm a director and writer of that rap. See, this is so crazy. Not that, I mean, why not get put up there? That way people can find it. But this is what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, all this shit is just like anything. Where do we compare stuff anymore? It's like every, like that is a directing and something you know what I mean, and you're putting it out there. But if you go to my IMDb, like if you write Steve Agee in it, you know how it'll autofill. Like uh, Sarah Silver, yeah. Steve Agee, Sarah Silverman. The first thing that comes up is Steve Agee director, the White Mammy. It doesn't What's that? or writer of the White. It doesn't have me as an actor until like way later. <laughs> is the white mammy that it's thing a channel one oh one thing I did? Oh, where I'm just a guy who every time he drinks beer he. He turns into a guy. It's like the Hulk, but he turns into a guy in blackface instead of green. <laughs> oh, no. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm so embarrassed of it. And I'm like... Change the order on there. Can't you shuffle it? I have tried so many times. I've gone into IMDb. I created an IMDb Pro account so I could just add and delete shit. Yeah. I love IMDb Pro. It won't let me delete it. Really? I've tried. I've had people try for me. Why don't you start a new personality and just like create a whole new IMDb? And <laughs> It's just you with a mustache. Oh, that's great, yeah. Alia. Yeah, I'd oh, do it. Wow, you really solved my fucking problems. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Um, good friends with Ellen Page. Is that on there? Take that off. Take that off you of there. You can't take any of this shit off. <laughs> she married her grandfather. What? What? No, I'm just kidding. That's not... <laughs> I wish. She was a handsome guy. Uh, I think I met you through Ellen, right? Is that true? Yeah. Well, How did you meet Ellen? Through Sarah? No, I did a, a. I was in a scene in a movie with her. Super. Oh, oh, that's how you guys met on Super. Yeah, I feel like you have no, known each other forever. No. Yeah, I must have met you through her then. No, we met and uh, yeah, I think I talked Bonded. about this before, but she like when we met on that set, she was treating me like I was a piece. Of, she was being funny, but treating me like I was a piece of shit who didn't know what I was doing. Like <laughs> she'd be like, "Those are the cameras." Like that they <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I know." And. <laughs> They'd, oh, she's be sassy. Like, like she's sassy. James would yell action. She's like, she, she'd go, that means start. <laughs> like, while the cameras are rolling, I was like, please don't do this. I know what I'm like, gonna, what is this 12-year-old telling me to do? Like, You're fucking 11. Stop. <laughs> I want to work with Ellen again. What, uh, yeah, why doesn't that happen? I don't know. Can't why don't you guys just together. write something? We were talking about doing that again. You did write something, you and we Ellen did. and Harmar. Did you ever read it? No. No, it was funny. Yeah, just like HBO dragged us through the dirt and then like shit in our mouths. It was horrible. Um, you wrote Stitch and Bitch. Yeah. For HBO. Mm-hmm. And it was like before Portlandia and Girls because it was like making fun of hipster culture. Yeah. And about girls. Yeah. And it was like way before that. And yeah, we went to Amsterdam for 10 days 
and just like had a schedule like wake up in the morning have breakfast right That's for awesome. like five hours and then at every day when it hit like five o'clock or something um uh, iCarly would come on it was like the only two american shows and um what's the one the show with Degrassi. the talking car no um the 80s Knight show. rider night rider would come on really and they love david hasselhoff out there oh yeah, like yeah. obsessed with him yeah and so every day we'd like go to the cafe get our little like packages you know um, and then come back, smoke, and watch those two shows. Packages? Yeah, weed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> At the cafe. Oh, yeah, it's Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And then the one day we were there, too, it happened to be on Queen's Day, which is like the one day you could sell shit on the side of the street, and everyone dresses in orange. So it was like the biggest festival ever. The streets are packed, and everyone's wasted. Whoa. And they're selling all kinds of crazy shit. And they had like, like David yard Hasselhoff sale things. type shit. Yeah, but like the biggest yard sale you've ever seen. Like everywhere, the streets are just packed. It's all everyone's dressed in orange and like you know those euros they get. They just crazy. like bring a blanket and throw their shit on the yeah, street. Yeah, everyone and, like... outside of their streets selling stuff. There was like little kids break dancing. We filmed that. It was just like all. It was like the most <laughs> inspiring time ever. And then we came back, and literally like a week. It felt like a week. Maybe it was like it wasn't a lot of time. We had, like, a meeting with HBO, and they were like, we love the script. Like, it was, like, out of a movie. We went to, like, a fancy hotel, and there was, like, a dining room table yeah. and, like, all these suits sitting on the other side of, the, you know, of the table. And, like, me, Sean, and Ellen being like, oh, yeah, so we wrote this thing. And they're like, we love it. We want to pick it up. Blah, 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 blah. And we were like, holy wow. fuck, is it this easy? You know, like, you write a show. And, like, obviously, Ellen's name helped. Sure. But then cut to, like, 12 months later, it's like... It's crazy. Did you change the sentence yep. about the blah blah blah? And then it wasn't yep. even funny anymore. I was like, and it was it's frustrating, but the it helped me learn like I'm not gonna, especially now you don't not have to, to take much. anything personally, not and take just... it personally, and not to change stuff just based off of like because you desperately want to get it made. It's yeah. Like take good notes, but if you don't agree with something, like don't change it. I uh, yeah, I'm shocked that anything ever gets made yeah. in this town. I. I you have to fucking make it yourself. Me and um, my friend Rob sh- sold a, a, a pilot to uh, FX like a year ago. Right, I remember. And um, like in the room, well, it was me and Rob and Jack Black. And it's the thing where I'm like, I know. Because we pitched to a bunch of places, Rob and I, but Jack only came to one pitch meeting with us. Right. And it was to FX, and that's the ones that bought it. And I'm sure... A big reason was Jack was in the yeah, room. Yeah, it doesn't take away from the quality of the sh- the show, but it does. Like these networks are terrified, and like they base everything off of like numbers and like yeah. fame and stuff. So it's like, and then they're always surprised with with what does well. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, because it's something different that like slipped through your cracks mm-hmm. that was able to get made. Like even something like Girls, like Judd Apatow was their producer. Yep. So I was like, boom, they're going to get it made. And they yeah. got picked up. It, it was around the same time that we were pitching ours, but we didn't have, like, a big producer. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it would have been what it would have been, but it's so much about timing and, like, weird shit like that. Yeah, we walked in with Jack, and, like, they're like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. And then when they meet Jack, they're like, hey, oh, how God. are you? <laughs> it's so and gross. It, it's so, like, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. And then Jack would, uh, Rob and I pitched it, but Jack would, came in and like just really pumped them up on us. He's like Yeah. He's like, Can I just say something for and we didn't know he was gonna do this. Like we all go in and we're like, I guess he's just gonna sit there while we talk and like just before we start, he's like, uh, can I say something first? And they're like, Yes, and they're please. Like, yeah. And he, he like stands up and he's like 
He's like, I've known these two guys for 15 years. They're solid. He's like, they're the funniest people I fucking – and he's like building us up and I like almost started crying. I'm oh, like, that's so sweet. I'm like, oh my god. I, I, oh, wow. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, he's like – and when they came to me with this idea, I was like immediately on board and he's like, so take it away. And we were like, holy shit. Uh, oh, and then as soon as we pitched it, like they were like right there in the room. They're like, all right, we'll buy it. Fuck. And then, uh, then like with your thing, it was like, yeah, eight or nine months of changing, fucking and, yeah. crazy notes, and wasn't even really the same thing we pitched. And then we finally finished a script and gave it to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're good." Yeah, I'm like, "Good," and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna pass." Ugh. And like they had paid for two, they had to pay. Yeah, us. they pay for the drafts. They, yeah, and they had to pass for two scripts, like two drafts, and this was the first draft. And right. I was like. If you don't like it, like you have to pay us regardless. So at least Why let us just... write the second one, and we'll change yeah. it. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, the same idea. And they're like, "No, we're good." Yeah, I really don't understand it anymore. I don't even like. I obviously want to write stuff and make it, but I just feel like I, I watched this thing called Blank City the other day. Have you seen this? It's like a documentary about like it's like in the seventies, like no. independent filmmaking, like no. Jarmusch and stuff. It's a cool documentary. But when I was watching it, I was like, we're fucked because like we all have these ideas and like and everyone has a funny idea they come up with and we're all surrounded by talented people and we all just want to make stuff all the time. But we get so stuck in this way that we're like, eh, but we're not going to do it. How am I actually going to do it? Like we just get over the idea and look you back at our cell phone. yourself mentally. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a generational thing because when you're able to be expressing yourself just through like a text or just have so much stimulation all the time it's harder for you to just make it and just do it. And like in this documentary, it's showing these kids and they're like, they don't have any money. And it's all these like amazing artists that ended up being huge, but they had no money and they all lived in this building and they're just like, let's just fucking make a movie. Like, let's do it. And they were just making, making and making. And now it's like, I know so many people who have, you know, these like young people and they don't have money and they're just like, I just want to do art. I want to like film and be in a music band. And like, and they all are talented. A, a music band. <laughs> I just I just want to be in a music band. But they do. And they just like, <laughs> instead of just doing it, it's so much easier to talk and then yep. just like, you know, go on their Instagram, do that, and then go to a bar and like spend what money they do have. And it's like, I'm a part of that too. It's like, I've been lucky enough to work, yeah. um, you know, at a young age. But sometimes I'm just like, I'm not, am I actually doing what I'm here to do all yeah. the time? Or am I just like waiting to get like cast in one of the few things that's getting made? Yeah. It's like, we got to be more like, just more confident to like make shit. Just like do it. Even if Have it's silly. Have you ever been at like a party, like say a party at your house where all your yeah. friends who are like a lot of like working actors and yeah. just looked around and gone, why don't we all just make a movie? Seriously. Like, like, we have every, like, we have a bunch of actors, like, you know, you're a director. Like, why don't I we know, just fucking make a movie? I know someone from every job on a set. I yeah. know, like, an art director. I know grips. I know a lighting guy. I know, I know almost someone from every, like, I wouldn't even have to make a phone call to reach out to a stranger to work on a set. Like, I know And everybody. also, a lot of these people have the their own equipment that... Totally. Oh, yeah. I own a red much. camera. We can shoot this on. And... Yeah. It all takes... I think it's just, like, about... At least for me, is like being so hyper precious with an idea of a script, because again, being able to get so much information so quickly at our fingertips, it's so much easier to be intimidated by like what's out there, what's happening, and 
And I think it just tricks the way our minds work. We're not as like active on stuff because it's just easier to like stay in this like world of like texting or something. Like I think that yeah. affects the way we act on stuff. Yeah. And it's like I'm trying to write. Like I just want to like write and just shoot stuff. But it's so much easier to say that than just feeling like there's no like when does it reach that point where there's like no other option? You know. New Year's Eve. I was I was sick, so I was at home. So I was just sitting there like being very nostalgic and like you know like I. This is a new year, man. I got to fucking I'm going to I'm going to do it different. Like I do this every year, but I was really <laughs> yeah, just like I was making lists of like I want to do this and I got to do this. And uh you know what? I'm not going to fucking tweet for a while and and I didn't tweet for almost the whole first week. Uh you know, uh, like la- like the first, second, third or fourth like I was literally like sitting in my kitchen writing and I was like, "Fuck, I'm getting a lot done." And then uh Sure enough, I went online like on, yeah. on the fifth or something and tweeted, and, and, it's not and it was bad, like, "Boom, I'm, I'm but done." But it's a it's a destruction of focus because it's like you are still like tweeting is writing, you know what I mean? And it's like you are connecting to people and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I just got on Instagram again, like I'm yeah, obsessed with you've it. Been, you've been I'm a, a little more active. Yeah, I was not active because like I have, but that's the like I have such a like curiosity with the obsession of like it's something so brief and so satisfying. Yeah. But it's a it's a distraction, I think. And it like I think it's getting us in like a weird a weird zone of just like human communication. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not to like judge it harsh, like we shouldn't have any of this. It's like we have to evolve to what's happening. It's it's a, it affects our work. It's a distraction to keep you kind of away from you know, the fucking bullshit you have to deal with. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh I don't I gotta get ready for this audition. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna just, look at some images for a well, second. I'm gonna take a photo of that shoe on yeah. the ground. <laughs> exactly. Uh... And then everything you see, you think about sharing it immediately, or like, like I went at, at the Oaks. There's this uh, coffee shop guy. I really hope he's not listening to this, but he's like cute, and I always like flirt with him when I go in there. And I'm like, I'm just gonna give him my number, you know. So I gave him my number, and then <laughs> he started texting me, and then we got on this like like quippy flirty like text 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 and then it like hit a wall within like two hours where i was like okay i'm done now we're just texting like what are we doing and then it stopped and then i went today and i was like flustered i just got this ticket and i just like walked in and he's there and i'm like oh god we were texting all last night (laughs) but we can't even say hi to each other so like i walk out and like i kind of look at him but like kind of don't and just like walk past him and he had like a bunch of food in his mouth and he was like "Mm," and i was like hey and then just walked (laughs) up i was like what world are we in like if we didn't have cell phones and shit he would ask me out probably it's so awkward i do that shit all the time i'll start flirting with some i'll I'll meet someone oh hey how's it going and We'll exchange numbers or like, or I'll meet them and then like afterwards I'll be like I should have gotten her number or something and then I'll find them on Facebook or Twitter yeah, somehow be able and to then find I'll start them. flirting with them then I'm like all right and then and then that's it yeah eventually there's nowhere for it to go like you gotta yeah. have a human interaction but like it's so and I'm like I'm not that person I'm like I'm straightforward if you talk to me I'd fucking talk to you back I wouldn't be like oh why are you talking to me but like we didn't know how to d- <laughs> just do make it. my my pickle sandwich, Mister <laughs> Extra, Extra <onions>. Mustard. <laughs> I'd say that because Alia yeah. was eating a disgusting sandwich when I don't tell walked that. in. Oh, yeah, there's another half. I, I won't eat it. No, you won't. That's okay. I'll go get chili. <laughs> um, do, you just had an art show. I did, yeah. I hate, I hate the parts where I sound like I've been. <laughs> you I'm just s- had an art show. Like I'm setting up. 
So I hear you just had an art show, Alia. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. You're like that. a really, really good artist. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. How, how was it? I mean, the it was experience. Super You've good. done a few. I've done a few. This was my biggest one yet. I had like a whole room. Yeah. Um, it was super, super awesome. Do you have your stuff online anywhere? Like yeah. if someone wanted to see it? Mutantalia.com. M-U-T-A-N-T. I didn't know that. I didn't... Alia. Yeah, it's a really cool website. You should check it out. You could buy stuff online too, which has been really awesome. Yeah. Because um, I get like orders now every day. I get like weird emails. Do people uh, commission you directly? Ever? Yeah, I just got commissioned actually. What I was, I was running in, there's this place called, um, oh, what's it fucking called? I was just IKEA. There. IKEA, yes. <laughs> it's a great little <laughs> European company. Oh, yeah, Swedish. Um, graphic image design. I forgot the actual name, but it's like this really rad place where you could get all these kind of things made. And um, Miguel and Justine just commissioned me for um, a piece. So they bought a piece at my art show, too, and now I'm doing like a wedding gift for him. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm try- I want to do more. I'm going to be a part of this like women's art show in downtown on the 16th. At this place called Villaton. Of this month, yeah. Oh, shit. I have one piece. It's like a big piece, but just one piece in it. It'll be a cool female energy. What's the biggest painting you've ever done? Probably this one. It's like like the size of, like, from the right of this laptop to the other side. It's like the size of that wall. Oh, shit, man. It's pretty big. It's some big Basquiat-sized shit. (laughs) Well, it's so weird. Anytime I've heard someone who's, like, in the art world or whatever, it sounds cheesy, but they're like, you just got to go bigger. Because people who are going to spend, like, 50 grand on a piece, it can't be something small if you're, like, a new artist. I like, I don't know why, but I love huge art. Yeah. You want it big. Which is, like, it sounds silly. Like, I remember I saw that guy, Mr. Brainwash, once outside of the Fairfax flea market. And I had just seen the movie. Yeah. um, And I was sitting next to him at this, like, falafel joint. And I was like, hey, man, I just saw the movie. I thought it was really great. And he was like, oh, yes, I know, it's super good. You know, I'm having a new art show. Uh, it's going to be, like, bigger and better and just huge, like, cars everywhere, just, like, big. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's a joke. And then I was like, but that's kind of, like, what the art world is. They're just like, make it bigger. Yeah. And it's like, eh, okay. I mean, it's fun to make it big. I have, like, a small studio space now, so I get to make bigger shit. But a lot of the stuff I do is, like, ink. I like it to be, like, a little more detailed. So yeah. I'm trying to do a mix of that. But, um... What's the yeah. stuff you're doing? You, you're doing with Lance Bangs. Yeah, that stuff's like you know, like done. But we did these like he did a whole series with a bunch of people. Lance, he did. did? Yeah, I mean, like other stuff. Yeah, like interviews with people for for Mocha, right? Yeah, those were all with me. The the ones with the artists, though. He, I mean, he does. He films a lot of. Oh, it's, oh, that's right. It's you, you're yeah. interviewing and different different artists, artists in yeah. their spaces, and he films it. Yeah. And the opening to the like, if you look up the thing, it's called uh, "Artist Talks" with like Lance and Alia. And I did the little animated opening. It's like a fish oh, no falling. Yeah. yeah, that took a while. I was really into it. You animated um, it yourself? I did all the drawings and like was with the animator who like actually had it moving. But I had to do all the different shots and it took forever. I wish forever. I could fucking animate. Me too. I wish I knew uh, what is it the uh, what's the program. After Effects. Oh, yeah. That's a hard one to learn. <sighs> but also the kind of stuff, like, this, for this little, it's, like, so short, but it took, like, forever, you know? And it looks really cool, but it's a lot more computer yeah. animated than, like, because that's easier than, like, when you think, look at the old Disney, like, the beautiful, books, yeah. yeah, like, how flowing they were. That's really hard. You need, like, a thousand people with little hands. I um, Yeah, and I don't have that kind of patience. No. I, I went to, uh, I recorded a voiceover over at, um... 
Seth Green's studio where they do robot chicken. Yeah, yeah, it's right around here. But I was I was doing it for Adventure Time. Their studio was under construction, so they're using Seth's. And he was there, and he gave us a tour of the place, and, and he showed it's us. It's really cool. He showed us one of the studios where they were uh, they were shooting like a scene in this bar. This and uh, it was all stop motion with their little models. And this w- woman is in there, this animator, and she's like frame by frame, like she'll move someone's hand like half a centimeter, and then take a photo, and then yeah, you know, and. Uh, and it's hooked right into the computer so she can immediately look at it. And we're like, oh, let's see what you did today. This is like the end of the day. And, uh, it was just like a hand moving. <laughs> it was a three-second shot. It was three seconds. Yeah. And I was, and it looks so really cool, patience. but I was like, how long did, did this take? And she's like, oh, it was about 10 hours. Oh. I was like, oh, oh God, I could never. I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. But, like, you'll write the idea, and then you get, you know, hopefully someone who could, like, do that part. Just the... Tiny. Uh, I'd get a migraine. Yeah. I really want to do an animated show, but it's. I almost, I just need to, like, find an animator almost, because I don't even want to, like, pitch it anymore. There's probably a, a hundred in this building right now. Really? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, this is, like, the animator house. Yeah, it's where we do... I'm going to slide my script I said under we, all the tables. like, I'm involved, but this is where they do Rick and Morty and... <laughs> right, right. Are they doing Charlie Kaufman's thing here? Is that an animated thing? It's like a stop... Claymation, stop motion. Oh, yeah, rad. They're doing that here, too. That's pretty cool. Um, I love Charlie Kaufman. I just Me watched... Uh, I just watched recently... A movie is this? One of his movies. Um, <laughs> the Nicolas Cage one. Adaptation? Adaptation. Yeah. Holy great shit. Movie. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Have you seen her? Yeah. Do you like it? So fucking good. Yeah, I loved it. It's really, really good. Um, one of my favorite parts, though, is Spike's little cartoon character, the, uh, yeah. the video game. Yeah, you know who did that? Uh, David O'Reilly. You know that dude? Yes. He. That like, Irish dude with like, blonde hair. He's friends with Nick. My friend, too. He's always he's around. A lot. Does he do Adventure Time stuff? He I I I have met him. He's really awesome. Um, I went to his house and he showed me like. First, he gave us these like weird virtual reality glasses. Which, have you seen those? Was he, it like, the Oculus Rift? Yes, Oculus yes, Rift. It was yes. so cool. He has one of those. He's like a huge nerd in that stuff. <laughs> and then he showed us like footage of like all the different like extra stuff that he yeah. was gonna do in her that didn't get yeah. worked out. But he makes awesome video art, like video game style art. Really? Yeah, and he did all the little characters and. But yeah, that's Spike's voice, the little thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until afterwards because it sounded to me it sounded like one of the kids in the halls. I, yeah, kids in the halls. <laughs> kids in the halls. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> you know? What better but, place uh, than in Burbank? Yeah, that little foul mouth. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very sweet. What's your favorite movie this year? This year, like 2013. Yeah, you've um, you've gotten all the screeners, I'm assuming, and probably seen everything. No, I've seen a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't get screeners, but what did I see that I really liked? I really liked her a lot. Yeah, um, that's my top five. I hated Wolf of Wall Street. You did. I despised. A it. lot of uh, females yeah. say that. How could you not? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was boring as shit. Yeah. Um, but what else did I like? I, I liked it. I, it wasn't my. Fa- that definitely wasn't my favorite movie. I did like it though, obviously more than you. But uh, mm. I think it's the best character Jonah Hill's ever played. Yeah, Jonah's funny. But Jonah's funny in anything he does. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like he has a good, he has a confidence. Yeah. That's funny, and and the the teeth. It was very funny. Fucking funny. 
I just like I could go on forever about how much I dislike it. But yeah. But I'm trying to think. I have such a bad memory of like what came out so much earlier. Oh, I really love Blue is the Warmest Color. Talk about the opposite of Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I love that I movie. haven't seen that one yet. It's uh, hot. Captain Phillips might be Didn't my favorite. It. Really? Yep. They're, they're, the scene at the end of the movie was worth the whole thing. Really? One scene? It, it killed me. Broke my heart. It was fucking... And there's no spoilers, but it's... It was. I was like, "Wow, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen Tom Hanks do." And it's like Tom Hanks a couple minutes, yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, American yeah. Hustle, me didn't see it, didn't like it. Um, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, my favorite part in that movie was um, Bradley Cooper making fun of uh, Louis no. C.K. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. That is literally the only part that I thought was funny is when he leaves and he's on the couch and he's like, that was the funniest part. I was on the floor. That That scene went on so long of him just imitating Louis being In the simplest way, just like, "Mm -mm." and then he would laugh really hard and then he'd do it it again. again. I can't believe you said that. That is the one moment I was like, it was worth it just to watch that scene. (laughs) Everything else I thought was kind of. I can't wait till that's on YouTube and I can just watch that (laughs) over and over again. Totally. 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, good. Heavy. But I thought it was good. It's well made, I guess. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, but yeah. it's a movie I would, would never see again. Yeah, it never. It me out so much. It, yeah, it made me question so much shit. Um, I don't know what else. I've been seeing a lot of movies that, like, I just started again to, like, John Cassavetes for, like, the first time. Oh, so I've nice. watching a lot of his movies. I was starting to, like... A few months ago, just watch a bunch of 70s movies. Like, yeah, I'm like in that phase right now. Like, uh, what's the Elliot Gould one? Um, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. And um, Long Goodbye. Long Goodbye. That's a great movie. Fucking yeah. great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clute. Clute? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. It's uh, Donald Sutherland and uh, Jane Fonda. Oh, shit. She's a hooker. It is fucking great. You should watch Clute. I'm going to watch it's Clute. It's fucking Amazing. K L U T E. Uh huh. Clue. All right, I'm on it. Yeah. I watched Mikey and Nikki last night. Have you seen that? I don't know what that is. It's like an Elaine May directed movie with um, Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. Yeah. It's not great, but it's like so many of these those seventies movies, especially a lot of John Cassavetes movies, like they're just have this kind of realism to the scenes and like yeah. these like ongoing scenes are just like the way they're talking. You don't you can't even imagine it being in a script form. Yeah. And it's so hard to find now. Like even these well made movies that are out now, you see it, especially when you're involved in the the biz. It's so hard to get like lost <laughs> in a reality of a scene. Yeah. You're just like, Yeah, this is well written, but it's written. I could tell it's written. Do you ever watch a movie and or T V or anything and you were just Super hyper aware of like the sad what and... they were doing when they were shooting this totally. like totally totally like oh my god this in your head you're like this had to have taken them two, so long. two days to shoot or you're like is this a reshoot look at her hair it looks a little different her yeah. whole energy is different yeah every Jessica Alba movie I feel like she just took a sip of a Starbucks coffee and was like mm, I'm ready okay <laughs> so when's the last time I saw you I just love the way the movies looked in the 70s. Like, yeah, all of them. The film was dirty and scratched. And and they weren't clean lighting shots. It was like they got moments dark. wherever they got it. Yeah. There's a scene in Mikey and Nikki where they go to like a graveyard and, you know, Nikki's just kind of like crazy and they're like wandering through and it's so dark and all you see is just like a shadow of his arm. But you feel like you're in the graveyard with them. It's yeah. like it's trying to, it's, they made these kind of like moments so much more real to like feel stuff. And now it's like you're forcing to feel and... Now it's 
HD. Yeah. And there's be a big fucking 20 foot China ball overhead exactly. lighting. The For whole... what reason? Like life isn't, I don't think it even looks as pretty. Yeah. But I'm just not into, I'm not into it as much. So yeah, all the, I've been pretty much watching so many 70s movies. I want to try. Oh my and... clue. I'm on it. I'm going to watch Clue tonight. It's so fucking good. Jane Fonda was so fucking hot. Dude, she's insane. You know, I met her with Ellen the other night, briefly. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, so Ellen tell, told me she's been to a couple parties. That... Like, hanging out with her. I know, it's crazy. She's gotta... just so, she's like, has a really young energy. She's just like, hey, what are you guys doing? I was I like, uh, nothing. show you a photo of Jane Fonda. Jane, if you're Fonda. listening, we're Clue. big fans. Oh, she was... She was a badass was, too. Like she's getting all these like political. Tussles. Oh man, she she was hated by a lot of people. And then she got into that workout video, which was like a weird turn. Oh, here you got to see this photo. There's a if you do a Google image search of Jane Fonda Clute, uh, about twenty Im- images in. There's a photo of her coming out of Bleecker St- Street Station subway. It's all orange, and then she's like. God damn. Look at what she's wearing. She's so hot. That's her? <laughs> yeah. That's Jane Fonda. This doesn't even look like her. Wow. She had it going on, man. Barbarella. Yeah. Pretty hot. Those tits look like mosquito bites, but... <laughs> so cute, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe not watch Clute then. She does show them in Clute. <laughs> oh, great. I, I gotta see them. They're not very mosquito bitey. That'd be... Yeah. I mean, they're great. Whatever. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm just kidding, Jane. I know Jane, you listen we love to you. We love you, you listen to a lot of podcasts. Um <laughs> all right, I think it's been has it been an hour? Have we been Oh my god. Jesus. Over an hour. <laughs> I like your hat by the way. Thanks. It didn't fit with the speakers. You got a very uh London. Annie Annie Holly hat there. I was a little self-conscious about it this morning. Maybe that's why the coffee guy didn't talk to me. It's very Lewin Davis, Annie Holly. Did you yeah. see Lewin Davis? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I I just had a problem with the story. There was it yeah, wasn't it's a slow. there Not wasn't enough. really a, a resolution or it was weird. Yeah, it but was it looked weird. amazing and everyone was really good. I want to see something different. You know what I mean? Something shot on film. <laughs> something shocking and raw, natural and uh, organic. I just want to see real life. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything come? You have any movies coming out I, or TV I or? Do all my movies? I never know what movies are coming out. I mean, this year eventually. This movie, Wild Canaries. Who's in that? Um, me and um, Kevin. Bacon. Nope. Oh god, I don't even know his last name. Um, it's like an indie movie. I'm looking. It's Wild it Canaries, up. yeah, find it. Um, life, nasty life baby. after Beth. No, I got cut out of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about it. But that's a great movie. It's coming out with Aubrey. A lot of shorts in here. Um, Bunyan. Night moves. Night moves. Yeah, I'm in that. That's a good movie. Should be good. I haven't seen it yet. Kelly Reichardt, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not seeing any Canary. Oh, that one Jesse Eisenberg movie coming out looks really good. The uh, the double. Yeah, I really wanted the Richard to audition Iowati. for that. Yeah, it's such it was such a good script. He Richard Iowati is fucking a good director. Did you see yeah. Submarine? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I was at a dinner party, and uh, I was I, I didn't know a lot of people there. This was last New Year's. This was a year ago, and I'm sitting at a table with like one other person I know, and then it was just kind of like everyone was like clamoring to get to a table. And then I'm sitting next to this, like, British guy and his, like, 
really beautiful model looking girlfriend and but he had like one of those, these northern British accents that's almost Scottish and yeah, he one. looked really young and I'm like oh what do you do and he's like oh, I'm, I'm a musician and uh, I'm like oh do you live in England he's like no no we moved to Los Angeles and I was like oh that's cute he's moving to Los Angeles <laughs> He's like, I'm Mick Jacker. No, but he was just like, we talked for forever, and I'm glad I didn't realize that, you know, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and it was very comfortable, and then he started talking about Richard Iwade. Oh, yeah, because somehow, like, I was like, oh, I know a few comedian guys, you know, from, you know, like Matt Berry and Rich Fulcher and those Mighty Boosh guys. He's like, oh, do you know uh, Richard Iwade? I'm like, he's like the one guy I haven't met. And he's like, oh, I've worked with him a little bit. And, I, and then it hit me. I'm like, oh. Wait, what band was he in? Arctic Monkeys. Um, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you did. And it's so funny because I didn't put two and two together because I, I was never huge into the Arctic Monkeys. I've since gotten into them and I really like them. But I loved the the soundtrack to Submarine, which he did. Like, oh, shit. He did all cool. those songs for the movie. And uh <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're Alex." Like, <laughs> he was like, "Uh, he's yeah, like, man. yeah." And I, and I never even mentioned like Arctic Monkeys, but I'm like, I love that soundtrack. It's like one of the best soundtracks yeah. I've ever listened to. Oh, that che- happens oh, a lot. Where you're like talking to somebody, and then like halfway through, you're like, "Oh shit, you're that guy." Yeah, um, it was a good feeling. But that the double looks so good. Yeah, I really want to see it. Neither one should ask me. All right. Well, Alia, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks. You're not on Twitter. People can't follow you on Twitter. No. No, you can't. So there you go, guys. You can go to my art website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, MutantAlia? Yeah. Dot com or dot net? Dot com. What am I, I a fucking fact? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I can't get steveagey.com. Someone, some dude has it for his blog spot. Well, you got to put a weird word in front of it. What about AG's KG's? Mutant AG. <laughs> I'm going to do aliashawcat.com. <laughs> Take it. I don't think it's taken. Uh, what yeah. if I did that? I'm going to look into that. That would be really funny. Well, then we both held each other. All right, Alia. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, while you're here, maybe check out some other Feral Audio podcasts. There's some great ones. Uh, One uh, that I'll recommend to you right now is Don't Ever Change with my friend John Roy. Uh, Give him a listen. He's on fire. I think they're really great. Also, uh, while you're clicking around, um, feel free to donate to the show, to Feral. You can do that on my uh, Feral page. Uh, there should be a link t- on the right side uh, to donate to us. We're a uh, collective. We don't make a lot of money. We m- actually make no money doing this, so any donations help. And um, also, if you're going to go buy something on uh, uh, Amazon, there's, there's a link There's a link right, right over there to the right. You see it? <laughs> Do you see the link over there? Click that link if you're going to go buy some shit on Amazon. If you're going to go buy some vitamins, <laughs> it's cold and flu season. Don't get sick. Go buy some vitamins on Amazon. And uh, if you click, th- <laughs> if you use the click through link, uh, you can go uh, do your shopping. And uh, you don't give us any money, but a- any purchases you use through there, um, we get a kickback from Amazon, not from you. So uh, that's kind of awesome. Um, I haven't paid my rent yet this month. So uh, go buy a bunch of shit on Amazon and help me out. Uh, But regardless, even if you don't, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you!
Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.